We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 24 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Thankful. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. So this week is kind of special. Every year around this time, and actually this happens about three times a year, my mom comes and visits us from Korea. We're really fortunate and did not plan this. But each one of our kids was born near holiday. Yeah, so this one's near. So our our oldest is right near Thanksgiving, and we just had her birthday a little recently. Um, Our middle child is born in the summertime, so kind of close to the 4th of July. Really close. Yeah. Um, And then... She's actually due July 3rd. Yeah, so very close. (laughs) (laughs) And then our youngest is uh, early April, which... With Easter kind of being a holiday that floats around, sometimes Easter? it's close, sometimes it's not. Easter is stupid. <laughs> I don't mean the... St- <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay, I don't mean the holiday. I mean the reasoning behind when it falls. Like, I have to look it up all the time. Charlie has had Easter fall on her birthday. Yeah. She was The year she was born, she was like three days away. And then she, there's been years where she's three weeks away. Right, right. Like the end of April. I have to reiterate again, just because of our audience, Easter is not stupid. It's I a did. very important holiday. I I, <laughs> I corrected myself. I didn't say the holiday. Just all no, the I other get it. It holidays. Makes it's like the only holiday that doesn't have not a not a way for me to calculate it. Someone in the universe has figured out how to calculate it off of some other weird calendar. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway. But for that matter, Thanksgiving's kind of weird too, right? I I forget it's the like, reason. It's the third Thursday of I November. Think, right. But the, sure. It's at the, least that's easy to do the math on. We don't have to figure out right. which new moon happened at such and such time right. to figure out when Easter's going to be. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. No, I agree. Anyway. <laughs> so my mom comes three times Charlie's a year. Charlie's <laughs> birthday, though, is close to usually a spring break. Right. So it has really worked out that when your mom comes, she's able to make it about that child. Yeah. And then she comes three times a year. Right. She does like them more than me, I think, because she doesn't come for my birthday. Well, your birthday's not near a holiday. That, yeah. I'm sure that has to do with it. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so my mom's here, and we are in the week before Thanksgiving. And mm-hmm. so- what? Well, now we're in the week of, right? It's Sunday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're recording before Thanksgiving is what I'm saying. And so I wanted to dedicate this episode to Thanksgiving. To the holiday? To family? Yeah, to all of it. I mean, so here, I think a normal tradition is to sit around and kind of talk about what we're thankful for. And I suppose if I had planned this ahead, I would have... Uh, rounded up all the kids and, and interviewed all of them and asked them, but uh, a little late for that now. So I'll just go with you and me. What sure. are you thankful for? Oh, you go first. Oh, okay. Well, I'll go first then. That way, if yours is really serious, I won't start with my sillies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, you know, it, it is neat that my mom does uh, show up here around Thanksgiving, and that is something that I'm kind of thankful for. I think that it does something kind of neat as far as how we plan our holidays. So I talk, mm-hmm. I've talked to other people, and like typically with a married couple, there's a, some sort of tussle around, well, who gets the family for Thanksgiving or for Christmas, and, and trying to figure out, well, do we go with the husband's family, do we with the wife's family? And this is all traditional family-based kind of debates that happen. And in our case, the what's been great is my mom gets us for Thanksgiving because she comes here. And then Christmas, we go down to California. Um, you do know, like, <laughs> when we lived in California, because you only bring one family member to the table, she just joins my family. Yeah, I suppose that's true. So we have it really easy because she gets along with my family. You're only bringing <laughs> one to the table. 
I suppose that's true. So we actually do have a lot of holidays that we have meshed, and we mesh really well. Yeah. All right. Well, going back to what I was thankful for, I guess all that to say, I'm thankful that we don't have the kind of, I guess, stressed out family drama that a lot of people have to deal with. And that is true. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and I, I don't know if that's a, a profound, thankful kind of thing, but it's something that I think about. I, I really do. I, I'm, I feel blessed about that. Do you remember the first time you joined my family for a holiday? Um, Christmas. Christmas time, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you weren't used to big families. Yeah, that's true. I yeah, I do remember that. You're you're used to it now, and you do really well. But you used to. I would just not know where you went because you used to disappear. Yeah, you needed quiet time, and I had no idea what that meant, or like why somebody would need to be in a room that was quiet. <laughs> So I'm an only child, and um, also my family didn't... I mean, I've got a lot of cousins, but growing up, my family and I, I guess we, did a lot of our holidays, just kind of the three of us. At least that's my recollection. My mom well, may come cousins, in and correct me later, but... <laughs> your cousins are all in Korea. Right. And you were, you were in the States. Right. So, so not a lot of opportunity for big family gatherings. Yeah. And so my, I guess my baseline crowd was just me, my mom, and my dad, and then... Uh, as a kid, my parents worked, so it was just me. I mean, I spent a lot of time by myself, and so that's my that's my comfortable, <laughs> happy place. So during me, our first, I feel like completely out of place, uncomfortable. I need the chaos, the loudness. I can't have it too quiet. Yeah, I feel like something's off. Hmm. So going back to our first Christmas together, uh, we were in Montana. And a whole bunch of your family, all of your cousins. I don't think all of them. I think we are, you're missing no, a couple. No, Every no. one of them was there? Every one of them because I, some people are probably going to listen to this and be like, this is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> I had you join us. We were just dating, but I knew we were going to get married. I just felt like that's where we were headed. And you <laughs> proposed two months later, less than two months later. But my grandma was dying. And she was mm. very important to me. And I wanted... Her you to meet her and I wanted her to meet you so that was important to me so, so. we were all there and there was a lot of people all my cousins. and a lot of noise <laughs> in one house <laughs> yeah I think that I've grown more like you said I've grown more comfortable with that yeah um, I, yeah. I actually feel like you might do better in noise now than I do hmm. I think we've kind of switched roles as, with age <laughs> so that's my main thankful anyway um just being able to have the not so chaotic family dynamic that i think a lot of people do how about you oh my turn i think so yeah <laughs> so well, mine wasn't super funny so you gotta figure out how you're gonna play against that <laughs> well i i really did want to start out with i'm so thankful that there's a poop boat <laughs> <sighs> which is why i want to see where you were gonna go first all right. Because we've been living on the boat for not even two months. And that is one of our top priorities, I guess. I constantly look at the light and make sure that we're not full. And then when I see that it's Tuesday and the poop boat comes, I'm so happy. I think it's funny that I'm imagining a normal sit around the table and talk <laughs> about the things that we're thankful for. And we go around and finally we get to you and you're all poop boat totally the poop boat so thankful like i was actually thinking as christmas is approaching there are some people that are helping us with our boat life that we haven't had before and i want to get them something or tip them it's the holidays and i was actually going to tell you like what do you get the poop boat people we hmm. just tip them i i really feel I like i think you just tip them yeah okay this is a new area i'm not i've never um you know we've been binge watching friends <laughs> right that's and so where it's coming from. <laughs> and, and so what you need to do is bake a bunch of cookies that's where it's coming and then from. see if they actually pump out our boat the following week <laughs> I was actually so the girls are going through friends for the first time we're letting them watch it it's on netflix and watching people tip them i guess or it's a holiday and i thought i've never been really good at that but we've never really had somebody 
I don't know. I wasn't like close to our. We've moved so much. I'm not close to like the mail carrier that we have at the time. Right, right. Do you need to be close to them? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're awfully close to us. I and mean, when we think right. about the way they impact our lives. Right. I mean, they bring us our, our stuff. And I don't know. So that has actually been something because I really do feel thankful for these people. That's and fair. I'd like to show that to them. I'm also thankful for my children. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if you had anything uh, a little more serious. I uh, very grateful to be their mom. Why? Why? Yeah, I mean, you got to qualify that somehow. It's not interesting if you don't. I think that the years that we're in right now, it is, it is really fun to watch them grow and turn into little people having their own thought process and things that, that they do and, uh, you know, just how they're handling things or tonight we go and get food and just how they order it and help. I don't know. Hmm. I'm just watching them from a distance lately and kind of seeing like what kind of person they're turning into. Mm, yeah. How they treat people. and yeah, I was kind of thinking about that recently too. They are... So our kids are all talented in different ways. Mm -hmm. And one of the nice things, and it, it kind of got quiet for a little bit, but it sort of picked back up again, is our kids are musical. Mm -hmm. And we had decided when they were much younger that we didn't want to be parents who focused a lot on sports because huh. we weren't terribly involved in sports <laughs> as kids. Um, Wait, did we, did you play a sport? No, that's what I'm saying. I played one, volleyball in eighth grade. Okay. Do you want to know if I ever played? You mean if you were on the bench the entire time? I was usually on the bench. Yeah. They never let me serve. Yeah. I couldn't get over the net, so they always pulled me. So you didn't really play volleyball. You practiced volleyball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think when the kids came to that age of it's time to start a sport, we both were musical and yeah. didn't play sports. So that's just, I think that as parents, that's just the direction you steer your kids in. right not not that sports is bad i think that sports especially team sports does a lot of character building that is kind of unique to mm -hmm. that sort of activity and i think earlier on i poo-pooed sports because i didn't do it and so i just had kind of my own <laughs> wait a minute you poo-pooed poo yeah thank you thank you um i i had some i don't know just kind of negative thoughts about it because of the kind of people that i knew growing up that were like super super into sports and i didn't want to be that way and I didn't so I didn't give it any thought about what the benefits might be right and it wasn't until Hayden joined sailing that I realized holy smokes sports are good yeah they yeah. keep kids so busy well and then we've got our friends who have kids that are our kids age and and older and younger I suppose just all kind of all around and seeing some of the camaraderie and the team building and all that that happens I think it's I think it's special but despite all that we decided that music was going to be the thing that we really wanted Mainly because it's something that we felt like if they if they picked it up when they were young, it'd be something that they could always carry around with them when they were older. Like I just had this thought, and I could be wrong, but I had this thought that if you played football or soccer in school, that as an adult, uh, you know, I mean, by the time and as adult, I don't mean like eighteen, but like thirty, forty, as an adult, adult, you probably weren't running around and playing pickup soccer games or anything like that, but. Um, I imagined, and this is just kind of how I view the world, I guess. I imagine that if you had done music as a high schooler or a middle schooler, that given the opportunity, you might find yourself just picking up your instrument and playing again. Although I know a lot of people who don't. <laughs> I know a lot of people right, who... Right, and are... <laughs> there's adult... There are adult league sports. True, yeah. So I do know adults that play sports. Yeah. That played when they were younger. And for instance, if we're going to talk about people who grew up playing music and whether they not they still play i would be one of those people that still play or don't play i do not play yeah not because i forgot it and i don't know how but because i realized i'm not good but not because <laughs> i'm like tearing myself down i'm not that kind of person because i realized that you either are musical or you're not and i am not Turns out, besides being colorblind, I'm tone deaf and have no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I played the piano. You're not tone deaf. Sure, I definitely don't have rhythm. It, and that, that part is true. <laughs> I think when, I think that 
when you were very sweet when we were first married and you let me play the piano and my five songs I had memorized all the time, which my brother used to call them like Kendra's five something. <laughs> no, he had a... Just your playlist. <laughs> right. And it's funny is every piano teacher used to get really frustrated with me and like slam a metronome down in front of me like use this <laughs> and i was like i can't i cannot figure out why it's like clicking at me and it's not clicking at the same place that oh, i'm playing man. so it didn't make any sense and it wasn't until we were married for a while and you were very sweet about how you said it to me but you did let me know i have no rhythm <laughs> it's true. and then the older our kids have gotten if you want to know if you're good at something or not, <laughs> just ask your teenager. <laughs> I promise you, your child will be the most honest, honest person. Yeah. They'll let you know when you have food in your teeth, a booger in your nose, makeup in your, you know, where it's not supposed to be. And then they will also tell you that you aren't a great singer and can't keep rhythm. Well, okay. It's fine. I'm okay with it. I've the, embraced here's it. Here's the thing. The, the, just as far as the labels go... Rhythm, yeah, you. That's an area where you. That kind of throws out every instrument. It means I literally can't play. It doesn't matter what instrument I pick right, up. Right. Okay. I can't play. As far as being tone deaf, though, here's the thing about people who are actually tone deaf: they don't know that they're tone deaf. They so, can't tell that what they're singing is off. I can't. Okay. When. Okay. But you're. But you don't sing off. Like you actually. You you do just fine. Hayden constantly tells me I'm flat. I don't even know what that means. I don't even understand. <laughs> or she'll say I'm in the wrong key as I'm just barely starting the song. Hayden hears music like a savant or something, though. Yeah. She's kind of like one of those weird math geniuses that also have like the music, the music piece. Yeah. Piece. That kid can pick up any instrument almost and tune it. Yeah. And or she hears a note and she's like, oh, B. That's a B. I'm like trying to explain to her the other day. She gets frustrated with the kids at the high school, in the high school band, who are not tuned or, you know, in the wrong key. She's constantly frustrated, doesn't understand why the kid doesn't understand, like, that's a B, and she's just always frustrated. <laughs> but that is also how I've learned, like, oh, maybe I don't know what I'm... But I love music, and I just have fun. I'm one of those people that right. I sing anyway. Right. So... <laughs> As far as how our kids are with music, our oldest child plays the flute. Play has the piccolo mostly, but she also plays yeah. the flute. She can play the piano. She picked up the piccolo because not a lot of kids picked it up, and therefore she gets a lot of solos. Right, right. Um, she also sings, and she doesn't sing really strong, like as far as volume. She doesn't have like a strong set of pipes, but she can harmonize. Like, I don't even just know what that so is. So well, well, you hear it when she does I it. Do. Though. Yeah. I hear, the, I hear the girls. They all three pick like a different. Yeah, they do a three part harmony right. range, and they sound amazing. I feel like like this mom who's like, "What the heck? How in the world?" My sister sings. My yeah. sister's an amazing singer. I always thought I could sing, so I would sing with her until I was told to stop singing. We were listening <laughs> to Kelsey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought, what? I don't sound just like her. So some tone deafness there might be. All right. It was a little. So I do know people who are actually like so tone deaf that it doesn't sound like they're singing the same song. <laughs> and that's what I think as as tone deaf. Oh. So you're not there. Me, me just Hayden saying I'm in the wrong key. Yeah, which also she kind of says that unfairly because if she has perfect pitch where she can know exactly the notes are, like you can start a song in any key you want to. There's no wrong key unless you're singing wrong from accompanying other yeah. people. But she does make me think of, like, a savant, how frustrated she gets with, like, those kinds of things need to just be perfect and she can hear them all. It's almost like she can hear, like, the world has a, a, a rhythm to it or something. Yeah. It's very interesting to watch her. Yeah. So that's that's Hayden. Morgan sings. Mm-hmm. Uh, she actually has the strongest set of pipes. You and know, she loves performing. Yes, she does. She always has. I've actually been thinking I need to repost her little YouTube video of when she was really little. So Morgan couldn't talk till she was three. Yeah. Yeah. But she could sing. She could sing before she could talk. We would try to like have a conversation with her and it was just nothing. But she would sit and sing 
and, and sing and sing. And not like sing babble, but actually wait, wait. sing the words. All the words. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So So that's more She's always been singing. She played the violin for a little while. Very good at it. And she was very good at it, but she decided she didn't want to do that anymore. But I think it's because she her actual passion is singing and she knew she couldn't do orchestra and choir at the same time. Yeah. So she picked choir. She likes to write her own songs. Yeah. I was a little disappointed at first. I was a little hurt. That uh, she can... Un, un, no, 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 no. Right. Just kind of, kind of unreasonably, I suppose. At she, stopping the violin. Yeah. Yeah. Because go. I play the violin. And I was super excited that I had one that wanted to do that and uh, thought, hey, great. And so I took it a little personally when she quit. And I should know. That's kind of an immature parent no, thing to do. No, but she's such a powerhouse. Like, when she's singing on stage with a group, you can hear, pick her out because she's oh, yeah. just built it. But she did the same with the violin. There'd be a group of kids playing, but you could totally hear Morgan. And she's yeah. very good at it. And she was louder than every kid. Right. She so, has a strange confidence about music that she doesn't have in other areas of right, her life. Right. Um, except actually the- theater. She started with, with her theater performances. She's she's taken on a kind of confidence mm-hmm. there. That, again, doesn't happen in other areas of her life, which is right. fascinating. Kids are interesting. Yeah. And then and our this youngest... This is the whole like, little part where I'm talking about watching them grow. Yeah. No, no. Right, Are we right. spinning off my thank you? Yes. Okay. And then with Charlie, um, she plays a guitar. She plays the drums. She wants to pick up the banjo. I think that Charlie could probably pick up any instrument. And yeah. you give it to her long enough, she's going to figure out how to play something on it. Yeah. It is, it is interesting. Ear. Hayden is the most technically musical. Mm-hmm. I mean, for her, music is math. Like, and, and they, they go hand and in hand. It's I'm very saying. formulaic, like, there's, there's but a... not in a not formulaic in a boring way. But she's... I feel like she visualizes it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Charlie feels music. Mm-hmm. And so her style is very, very different. Um, what is her style right now? Oh, yeah, that's that's a fun question. (laughs) That's a fun. So we started listening to uh, Dolly Parton's America. Podcast. Yes. uh, Put on by uh, the guy that does Radiolab, uh, Jad Abumrad. If you, not even if you like Dolly Parton, if you're curious, I guess. No, almost especially if you don't like Dolly Parton. I didn't like her at first. I have always liked her. Okay. I didn't at all. Um, I'm in love with her now. (laughs) I know. She's the most amazing person. Yeah. And I would love to meet her in real life. (laughs) Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um, But we've been listening with our kids. Yeah. And so Charlie is really mimicking that style. And Charlie just took to it. Yeah. She's, she doesn't get enough. (laughs) She yodels so good. Okay. I, as a kid, always wanted to yodel and couldn't. And then my kid's yodeling and she's trying to teach me and I'm not doing so good, but She's a good teacher, and I love listening to her. So she she doesn't play any of her instruments with music. She just sits there and fiddles with it until it She figures it out figures herself, it out. yeah. So all of a sudden, she comes up with the guitar a couple of days ago, and she starts playing Jolene. The intro to Jolene, yeah. And really good. Really good, yeah. yeah. So we have a fun house, I think. We do. And that's what I'm thankful for. There and music on a boat, I feel, <laughs> is super fitting. Okay. So the next thing Charlie wants, though, because it's also part of Dolly Parton's music, is a banjo. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a banjo might be kind of loud for the space. It's not much louder than a guitar. Is it? No. I don't know. I feel like, didn't my brother have one for a while? Cameron had one for a while. Anyway, she has really taken to it. I think... One of the things she was doing was, like, meshing some of Dolly Parton's songs together the other day. Like, when she ended with the key, she's like, it picked up with one of the other songs, and she was making, like, her own little mashup of it. This is our 12-year-old daughter. Mm-hmm. Super cool. No, it's it's so impressive. And when our kids look at us like, why do you guys force us into music? Trying to explain to your kid, you don't understand <laughs> how talented you are. I would give anything to have... Just a little bit of their talent when I don't have any musical talent and I can see it in them. Right. And knowing that they actually love it. Like they light up when they're engaged in music. So if you're curious about life on the boat or life in our family. There At is least a, our boat. There's a lot of music here. There's a lot of singing. <laughs> <laughs> our kids sing and just tonight, the three of them, they sit and harmonize and pick a song. Yeah. And it's angelic. Um, and I know we've mentioned this before, but if, if you're just tuning in kind of recently... The intro song and the outro song for this podcast is actually me and Charlie just randomly jamming one day 
never played it before just sat and i i took my phone because i thought it was so cute and started videoing you guys yeah that's that's charlie on the guitar just playing just some chords and then me uh kind of jumping in with my mandolin and uh that's that's just kind of how our life is that's just what we do except for me i'm just holding the camera (laughs) (laughs) i'm not allowed to jam (laughs) even when i've tried to like i would love to be a drummer and every time oh, I, baby. I know, and every time I'm like trying to like tap on something, there's always someone in this house that's like, you're off, you're off, oh. you're off. I always thought it'd be cool to be a drummer. You know why? Because of Karen Carpenter. <gasps> Yay, you know. I, I do know, yeah. I was obsessed. Yeah. My sister maybe more so than me, but Karen Carpenter was a, and then my uh, sister-in-law is a female drummer. She's so, a female drummer. Your sister-in-law is a female <laughs> drummer, huh? Anyway, we always thought it'd be cute when Charlie's drumming and she's drumming. Yeah. Because Charlie's really good with rhythm. Yeah. So, speaking of Thanksgiving, we debated back and forth about what we were going to do for Thanksgiving this year as far as where we were going to go. Yeah. And we ended up deciding, instead of going out and doing a big group thing, we are just going to take our boat out to our little island and have our that own the yacht club has that the that the yacht club has and have our own little not our island <laughs> <laughs> that's okay to call it it'll be our island there'll be no one else there i'm sure that'll be interesting to find out yeah well, well i see maybe we're having thanksgiving with other people oh yeah that's i guess that's true <laughs> it's possible there'll be other boaters there but um cooking on the boat playing we bu- games we bought some we bought a new board game and uh it has to do with drawing the other thing our kids are really good at is drawing with little artists yeah that's true mostly charlie mostly charlie yeah the kid can draw so knowing that we've got that uh this little boat trip and it's what 45 minutes to get there it's not too far that was like an hour uh with our old boat oh Ooh. yeah a little, little faster on this one Ooh. um but I guess it's important to every now and then tie in boat life to, to what we're talking about, um, aside from just there being music on the boat, but also that we're going to take our boat out and enjoy Thanksgiving with my mom over at the Yacht Club Island. And between now and then, uh, I'm going to see if I can record some stories uh, from my mom mm. and kind of talk to her about what was boating to her growing up or into her her adulthood. She lives in Korea. My mom's Korean. And... You know, the, the Korea is surrounded on three sides by water, and there are a, a lot of... It's not a country. It's not a very big country. There's a lot of water, though. Yeah. And, um, but people who own boats are fisher fishermen. But we've been there, and I don't remember seeing water. I, oh. I saw a river, a big river. Yeah. Yeah, we weren't, we weren't on the coast during our trips there as a family. Right. So I just don't know how often your mom was, but... Right. Well, it'll be interesting. I'm curious about what her story We'll are. have to tell that story someday. Which story? Us going to Korea. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That, there's some fun. There's some fun stories there. Um, okay, so with all that out of the way. So what I thought would be kind of fun is we have talked about the boat, and I don't know if there was anything new to talk about that's happened. I feel like we're doing pretty good with boat life. Um, I well actually I did a couple things just real quick. Um, okay. When I replaced the steering in the dinghy. I accidentally knocked out all the electrical, so none of the lights would work. Mm-hmm. So I have since replaced all the lights. Not replaced, but fixed all the wiring for the lights. So I actually want to take the dinghy out and do a little night uh, a night trip just just in the marina. But with the... Or the... we can do it at the, at the island. We're kind of secure back there, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's any major fixes no, or upgrades that I've done since we're, then. We've... We've really gotten into a rhythm mm-hmm. on the boat. We turn off the things we need to when we're running the things we need to. <laughs> Pop the breaker twice this last week. Right. But we're. <laughs> but what I mean is it's kind of like I'm going to blow dry my hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So girls turn off the, the, know, the heater we there. We turn off and this. We turn off that. Yep. We blow dry. turn that back on. We're falling into like we understand how much power we're limited to. Yep. Um, something I hadn't mentioned before is... <laughs> Maybe try to paint a picture for people of, we are in a boat, so our house is always moving, kind of rocking. Yeah. Because water is not It's not still, yeah. And depending on the wind or another boat going by, 
or just somebody stepping off the boat. <laughs> Particularly the heaviest person on the boat. That would be this guy. So our morning routine is you and I wake up first and you take the dog. And we took the room that's in the V berth. So the bed is like shaped like a triangle. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So it's kind of interesting to make. So what has I've decided is the easiest to make while I'm still in it. And then kind of crawl out of it. Pull the covers up towards the So I make sure Josh gets out. He goes to walk the dog. I make the bed while I'm in it. And then I kind of crawl out of it. And then I go into the bathroom to brush my teeth. And pretty much at the exact same time every day, I go in to brush my teeth. And you step off the boat with the dog. (laughs) The first, I don't know, a few weeks even, I would, it hadn't registered. And so... It'd be like moving. <laughs> and you couldn't figure out why? No, it's just I wasn't prepared for it. And I might like stumble while I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> but it's now almost two months later while I'm in there brushing my teeth. I've like s- like steadied myself, <laughs> like widened my stance. And I'm prepared for you to step off the boat. Yeah. Um, so just those kind of things. I felt like I don't know if we've talked about that part of boat life. Yeah, just things we, we get used to. Right. And I... I'm totally used to it moving now, and I love the movement of it. I love falling asleep to the slight rock of it, and even the sounds of the lines kind of being pulled. Yeah. I love that sound now. Actually, last night it was windy and kind of loud, and you were sleeping, and I actually thought, this would be a good time to record the sound. <laughs> yeah, the, the lines just kind of creak, kind of like, um, I guess, kind of like boughs in a tree, like just were the way you, the wood rubs up against each other. Were you too tired last night when I said, we're like pirates? Uh, I don't awake? remember that, no. And you were, I think you said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, the sound reminded me of a sound, I feel like um, Pirates of the Caribbean, maybe when they're down inside one of the boats, that same creaking. Okay. Is kind of how I felt. Mm. It was creaking a lot last night because there was a lot of wind. Yeah, we were rocking a lot. It was fun to fall asleep to. I do like that sound quite a bit. I, I think. See. I think when we first started boating, it made me nervous because we're moving or something. No, because the creaking of the lines or ropes, I guess, in, in land terms. I know. I was trying to be all boat like. <laughs> um, the creaking of the lines. Um, if you if you're not familiar with it, it sounds like tension, like something might snap or something might mm. break, and until you're used to it and you know that's the normal sound that they that it makes, uh, it can make you a little nervous. But no, I, I like it too. Like when I hear it, it reminds me that I'm on a boat and that right. I'm home. Right. Yeah. And so instead of falling asleep to, you know, some of those clocks that have waves or I don't know. I feel like that's what I've been falling asleep to is the sound of the, the creaking yeah. of the rope and I really like it. One of the other sounds that happens, and it doesn't happen terribly often, but because we have seals that swim around the docks, mm-hmm. every now and then when they go under our boat. You hear them? Yes. I haven't heard one. You'll hear bubbles come up. I and heard I can that. hear the bubbles coming up around the uh, the hull of our boat. Aww. Yeah, it's happened probably twice. You think that it's seagulls or seals? I did not say seagulls. Oh my gosh. I- <laughs> you, thought, you thought I said seagulls? I- okay, and man, I think <laughs> seagulls. And I'm like, holy smokes, there's seagulls. Seagulls going under <laughs> No. Oh, you said the sound of seagulls. No, I didn't. Somewhere in there? Nope. Somewhere. N- nope. It didn't happen. So somehow, seals. I had seagulls. Large marine mammals swimming under our boat. This is funny. <laughs> so that's a sound. Now, if there were seagulls. Like squawking and like trying to figure out how to get out from underneath our boat. Okay. Uh, that would be. But I've seen so many seals in the. Bo- or not seen. Now I said seals. Uh-huh. Seagulls. Uh-huh. Like <laughs> the other night, Charlie and I were going to walk Porter and there was this weird kind of sound and Porter was acting all weird. And so it was dark and I looked between two boathouses and there was this seagull and I startled him and he starts flapping and he's hitting the edge and he falls in the water and it was this they're not graceful no well a they're not graceful b it makes the the seagull though on Ariel seem more like legit because they're not (laughs) smart the sounds of our boat are very nice (laughs) so something I wanted to talk about seagulls seagulls sound terrible (laughs) something I wanted to talk about 
this week was more where we live. So for listeners who are anywhere in the world, and we know we have a few, what kind all of... All, of, all of them are anywhere in the world. <laughs> all of them are somewhere in the world, Kendra. <laughs> you mean for, for listeners that are nowhere near us, right? You want to just tell it? <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> anyway, I was just going to describe a little bit like our marina and Olympia. Yeah. And kind of where we are on the water, in case they haven't looked at a, a map. I mean, they just hear us talking and we're on water and they haven't looked at something. Yeah, I think that when we mention that we live on a boat, if people around here hear it, they're picturing the Puget Sound. They're mm-hmm. picturing our marina. But if you look online and just look at people living on boats, most of the beautiful photographs are like out or some deserted island or some sandy beach. Or and Florida or... Yeah, yeah I warm mean, and tropical. And where That's there's like... Where we live. The, they're They're <laughs> on the ocean. Yeah. We're not on the... We're on ocean water. Right, right. (laughs) We're not out in the ocean. So the Puget Sound is a different kind of body of water. And I don't know if there's much like it anywhere. There might be somewhere that we don't know about. Right. But when I get online and I talk to other boaters, the, the Puget Sound is described by people who don't live here as being kind of a neat, magical place. And it's mm. because the water's so calm. So... Yeah, we're very spoiled with calm water. Yeah, yeah. So if you live on a lake, then, you know, the, I, I suppose unless you're talking about the Great Lakes. I was going to say. Yeah, depends, the Great Lakes are different. Yeah. Depends on the lake. If you live in a small town lake, it's just flat water. And, you know, there's water coming in from some stream and then water going out somewhere else to eventually flow out to the to the ocean or whatever you know, at some point. But on lake life, water is fairly calm. Right. You might have some wind, but there's no like monstrous waves or anything to worry about. No, I mean, I grew up going to a lake as a kid. There's no waves. Right. Right. Unless a boat makes a wave. So that's one extreme. And then the I guess the sort of the downside about that, as peaceful as that might be, is you can explore the entire lake and then you've explored it all and then you're done. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I guess with a really big lake, you can keep going and there's you know more and more to explore. But because the water is sort of enclosed, you're kind of trapped. Like, your boat doesn't get to leave the lake, I guess. But I don't think everybody's going to a lake to adventure out of the lake. They're going because it's, like, the spot they go to. No, sure, sure. And they're skiing. It's something that I think about, though. Oh. Um, whereas... claustrophobic the, with water? A, a little bit, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, you want to know there's an out? So, when I think... So, the other... The far opposite extreme of a lake is the ocean, right? right. And that's the, the big water where you can get to a point where... You look around and there's no land. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> out there is a bit more danger, right? There's bigger waves and there's no one to come rescue you if you're too far out. And I think there probably are some people that as they're traveling from one country to another, that's their life. They see a lot of that. Uh, but there's always a destination. They're, they're heading to some port somewhere, right? You, you, the, just being out in the ocean forever. It's not like Waterworld where you're just like living out in the hey, water forever. <laughs> you referenced the movie I was talking about. Yes, we're, we're, we're going to watch that with our kids here uh, at some I point I decided it took on a new meaning this week. I was like, hey, I watched Waterworld as a kid and I thought, who could live on the water like yeah, that? And here we are. Yeah. And now I'm like, I have to watch it again because yeah. I think I'll look at it differently. So. Anyway. The Puget Sound is kind of like a cross between lake life and ocean life in that the water is salt water. I mean, we're here. I mean, all this water came from the ocean. But um, I guess from where we are at, uh, the tide goes up and the tide goes down. Like we just experience an up and down activity in the water. We don't really experience flow at this part of the Puget Sound. Right. Because we're almost at the bottom. Right. We're at the very end of it. And so it's it's a bit like a lake. But we could literally take our boat up the Puget Sound, hook west at some point, and go right out to the ocean. Right. And so I feel like we're in ocean water. I feel like we're in big water, but we're in the safe part of it, and we get to enjoy the peaceful life of, of <laughs> a sort of lake life, but also know that we can go whenever we want to. And there are times that I don't, not that I don't want the peaceful part, but I want to experience the ocean part yeah like i want to so then i want to take the boat out yeah (laughs) we're probably not going to explore big ocean water in this boat probably not next boat 
<laughs> when the kids are gone, they've all told me they don't want to go out to the ocean. You think in sailboat or you think in like... Probably a sailboat when it's just me and you. Ah, cool. That'll be very cool. <laughs> I'm excited about that. We have a few years, but... Um, but also about the town. Um, yeah, yeah. So we, we live... live in the state capital, we which live, is cool. Yeah, we can actually see the capital building from our marina. We are less than two hours from Seattle, which is what I think most people... When you mentioned Washington, people think Seattle. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that are around Seattle. Seattle's so. pretty busy. It's a big town. Right. Or we're a city, not, I guess. We're not a big city. Olympia's not that big. We have, I mean, I don't know. If, if we try to describe what is... Describing Olympia, I suppose, is not much different than describing the Pacific Northwest in general. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about things like climate and traffic and all that, I mean, it's just a kind of normal life. What's funny is the water is... Like, the town surrounds the water here yeah. in Olympia. Yeah. But we lived here before, <laughs> when we first got married, and we never came down to the yeah. water. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier today. We, it's funny, yeah. So, I grew up in a town called Lacey, which is a like little connected. bit north of here. It's, they're kind of connected. When you see where two towns basically merge, and you almost can't tell when you're in one right, or the other. Right. Lacey so, and Olympia merge. Right. And as beautiful as this water is and these marinas, when I was a kid, my mom and dad, if we wanted to go to the water, we, for whatever reason, I'll have to ask my mom, we didn't come to Olympia. Uh, we didn't go to these docks. We didn't look right. at any of the water in Olympia. I didn't even know there was water like this in Olympia. We went over to to a town called Stillicum. Which is 20, what, 20 minutes north? Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I... Oh, you know what? I think I do know why. <laughs> no, when we first moved to Washington, we, <laughs> surprise, we lived in Stillicum. <laughs> that might explain. <laughs> I was like trying to figure out why would we go there? Like that's just where your mom knew to go. Yeah. Because you had lived there. Yes. So it's kind of like, let's has, just go back and. Let's just go to that little maybe town Maybe even there. friends that they had that you didn't even know they had. Right. I'm pretty sure that's so why. then, you know, go forward in time, we get married when we wanted to go to the water or take the kids or go fishing or crabbing, I would say you'd say let's go to Stillicum. Let's go to Stillicum. So we pack up everything and go to the docks in Stillicum. We even watch fireworks from there. Yeah, I mean, we spent a lot of time in Stillicum. Never came to Olympia, which and is kind of weird. It is. It is. We lived here for seven years, <laughs> and we went to a lot of different places. Uh, there was a Father's Day. I surprised you, and we rented a boat in Boston Harbor. Not Olympia. Right. Took a boat out. Still didn't come down to Olympia. And it's so... But you know what? There is one time I came to the Yacht Club. Hayden was a baby. For what? Um, Julie was running for... Um, What's the princess? Julie Geddes. Yeah, she was running for... Um, like Lake Fair? Yeah. Yeah. The Lake Fair princess. Yeah. Uh -huh. And the after party was here at the Yacht Club. You were working, so I, I came with your friends, Okay, and I think I had Hayden. I don't even know if I had Hayden. Hmm. Anyway, somebody could probably tell me if I did. <laughs> if she was on my hip, yeah. they're like part of you. I can't always remember if they were there. Sure, sure. Okay. Um, but I did come so to the Yacht Club. So you had club, come to the Yacht Club then. Which is crazy funny. Yeah. But I didn't really look at the boats. So that's that the thing. That wasn't part of a lifestyle that I even considered or yeah. thought about so as i grew up um again growing up in Lacey, once i got old enough to actually drive one of the places that you i guess you go to as a high schooler you, you go to the mall so in order to get to the mall you have to drive past olympia right and then go to what we'd call the west side of olympia you don't have to that's the only way i knew baby my my navigational oh, no 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 <laughs> the you're, i forget you're on the bus yes yes the only way that i knew how to get there was, was and through the bus that would have to go that way right so i'd go that route and so it's almost like i didn't even know that this water existed can i tell a side story real fast yeah when i was a kid and i went to the mall and got dropped off we didn't have cell phones did you so you wouldn't have done this because you took the bus but kids where i was from would call 
<laughs> is it collect? Yeah, you basically call it collect. Yeah, I know the story. And then <laughs> when your mom would answer, they'd be all they would hear instead of a name would be like "pick me up" or you know you'd have some kind of. Uh, would you like to accept a collect call from? <laughs> I'm done. Please pick me up. <laughs> and then that's how your mom would know. Explain that to the girls the other day. <laughs> anyway, so that was my mall. Growing up, even though I drove past this area, or you know, or took the city bus or whatever to get. I mean, basically, we went past this area to get to the mall. Right. I had well, yeah, no idea this existed. The bus takes forth over the bridge. Yeah, I didn't pay attention. So you're going over the water. Right. Didn't yeah. pay attention to it at all. Didn't know that you could get there. Um, so it, it's we so funny. We didn't pay funny. attention to boats. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. We were, we were married seven years before we went away to California. And so while we were here, we were within 15 minutes 20 minutes of this area right here, and we never visited, except that, I guess, that one time when you... When we um, lived here, we did go to the yacht club. fishing and crabbing and... Not here, off, though. Right. Off of another... In the Stillicum dock. Right. Um, We caught so many fish. How many fish did we catch and eat? You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fisherman. <laughs> You're such a brat. I don't think I saw you catch a fish until probably, like, year 12 or 13 of our marriage. No, I caught bullhead in Stillicum, the trash fish. Yeah. The, the the fish where it's kind of a joke to catch them and then you just drop kick them right back into the water. And we always crabbed and we finally caught a crab and he was missing this a claw. Poor little one-armed crab. <laughs> <laughs> Did we take him home and eat him? Yeah. Yes. Because all the other ones were too small that we caught. We kept catching ones that were too small. So he was finally big enough. Yeah. But he had one claw. So it was like half a meal. <laughs> at, that, at that dock, at that, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't even a marina, the one in Stillicum. It's just a dock for the ferry. And so the only boat that I saw on a regular basis was the, and it, not like a, even a passenger ferry. It was the boat that took the prison guards over to McNeil Island yes, and back. And, oh, I haven't posted that. I took a picture of that our last trip and was going to say something. So... This ages me, and I don't know how many people, I guess there's different ages listening, but we just introduced our kids to, I like I like doing old movie nights every mm-hmm. once in a while with the kids. So I go through a list of movies I liked as a kid, and I decided to, I wanted them to watch, um, it's, it's Fugitive. Three Fugitives. Three Fugitives. Yep. And right at the beginning of the movie... Um, what's that guy's name? James Earl Jones. Nope, not even close. He's the cop. He's not even in that movie. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. But that's not who I was talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Nolte? Yes, there we go. Okay, he's Also in that movie. He's leaving prison. Uh Uh-huh. And that is the prison he's leaving. Yes, he's getting off the ferry. And he takes that ferry- yeah. To Stillicum. Correct. And we're watching with the girls and we're like freaking out. We're trying to tell the girls, we have spent so many times like on that dock with you guys yep. fishing. Who knew? I loved that movie growing up. I watched it all the time. So here. It's a pretty dumb movie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't like old movies the way you do. I, I thought can't it was even. Pretty lame. The girls loved it. I love that movie. The little girl who can't talk. And I love Nick Nolte. Okay. That's just sad. I it, like movies. It is really special, though, that that movie takes place in the town that I kind of... I mean, I didn't grow up in Stillicum, but we, we did you just spend... just said you lived there. <laughs> no, like one or two years. Um, not, I think like one year. I think I spent one school year there. I did live there, yes. Um, actually, like second grade or something? Maybe I lived there for like four years. Yeah, I thought it was longer. Yeah. So... It doesn't matter. The point is... I would consider that a place I lived. Yeah, you're right. I forgot. <laughs> The point is, I I, th- I thought it was really cool seeing it. I, I didn't enjoy the movie though, um, but I did. I, did I love think it the was movie. Cool. If you're listening, Nick Nolte. <laughs> I don't think Nick Nolte is listening to our podcast. I just want to make sure if you ever heard. I want it to go on record. I love you. Love the movie. James Earl Jones, however, you had no idea he was even in the movie. Good heavens! Anyhow. I remember now. Yes, he's in it. He yeah, he's. So anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's your experience of kind of the water while you lived here but right. you didn't move to washington until second grade yeah right mm-hmm. so josh was grow born 
because he's an army baby in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Fort Campbell. Yep. Then you move to... Korea. Korea mm-hmm. as a, like, toddler. Mm-hmm. And then four or five you moved... To Germany. Germany. Yep. And then to Stillicum. And then from there to Stillicum. And then to Lacey. Yep. Yeah. Um. And then just our few moves as, well, more than a few <laughs> in our marriage. Uh, I grew up in the cornfields and alfalfa fields of Montana. Montana. So. I didn't tell you. The last people who looked at our tollycraft... The lady Montana? was from Montana. Why would you come get me? I don't know. <laughs> if you meet a fellow Montanan, I'm telling you, you're just like, oh, we're friends. It's the third largest state in the U.S. and has like one of the like lower populations. I love how you're very proud of your state. I wish you were proud of a state. You should be. <laughs> I'm very proud to be a Montanan. Uh, there are more cows in Montana than people. I knew you were going to say that. I told her that you say that all the time, and she said, yeah, I say that too. <laughs> it's a thing. How many people can be like, hey, there's more cows here than us? Like, they could take over the state. Uh-huh. There's more movie stars that you will run into in the backwoods of Montana than you might meet in Hollywood. Did you know that? I don't know if that's true. Do you know how many celebrities I've almost met because I missed them by minutes? <laughs> and I'm mad. I got tell, off. Tell me about all the celebrities you almost met. Oh, okay. Met. Let me tell you. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> One time I was working at the mall and my shift ended. No, maybe I just got onto my shift and the shift before there was so much hype and like everybody was just going nuts. So I'm like, what did I miss? And Mel Gibson had been in the store. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Lots of people that had seen Daryl Hannon. She lived in a teepee. When I was a kid. In Montana. I don't don't know if she still does. And then Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan owned a house on a hill with a helicopter and were often seen in this town that I knew of that was very small, like jogging on the side of the road. That's a lot of people. See? Yes, honey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, you know why they go there? To get away from all the people. Because there's more cows than Cause, people. Because they like cows. <laughs> <laughs> They're meat eaters. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm proud. When I was a kid, so I was born in Billings, which is the biggest city. Although I think Missoula is catching up uh, in the last few years. But anyway, Billings was the biggest. And we would visit other towns and I had relatives in the town because my mom was from uh, Great Falls. And it, anyway... I thought I was a city girl. I told everyone. And I was... I didn't like to get dirty as a kid. So my sister rolled in mud. We have pictures. Like, she literally, like a little piggy. <laughs> love you, Kelsey. Rolled in the mud. And I would cry if a drop of mud got on me. I did not like to get dirty. I didn't, didn't you used to say your grandma said that you were born prissy? Yes. My mom and dad would be like, you have to go outside. And then my grandma would sneak me back in. <laughs> <laughs> be like it's okay honey you hang out inside with me you were just born this way you came out this way yeah <laughs> <laughs> liking to be clean i'm not that way anymore but i was so thinking i'm a city girl my dad was from south dakota a really really small town uh, called mclaughlin on a indian reservation his parents owned uh, a store there so they weren't they had a farm but they weren't farmers as far as i know but my dad's best friend was a farmer of dairy cows. So when I was like 11, I think, we went to McLaughlin for my dad's class reunion. And so we went to this dairy farm. And I had such a chip on my so- shoulder. Like, I am better than this place. Because I you're a big from city girl. Billings? <laughs> it's a city? <laughs> And they took us on a tour of the dairy farm. And I stepped off of the trail and stepped in a cow pie that went up to my knee. That's amazing. And I was stuck in brand new white shoes. I can picture the jeans and the shoes I was wearing. (laughs) And I just start crying. (laughs) Now, if you have listened, if you've been a listener listening to this podcast since the beginning, 
I don't know what episode it is, like four maybe, where I interview my parents. And you listen to my dad, and he does his like, <laughs> and he can't stop laughing in the beginning. <laughs> That's me when I'm 11 standing in a cow pie. That's you laughing? No, my dad. That's him laughing at, at you. me. <laughs> which made me cry more. And all I can remember is him trying to like lift me up and out of it. And he's giggling so much, you know, like you're not very strong when you're giggling and he's like trying to lift me up, but he's giggling. And then he took me to these people's backyard and just sprayed me down with a hose outside like some farm animal. And there was this really cute boy. I cried and cried and just wanted to go home to my city. About six months later, my dad moved us to Phoenix, Arizona. The small town of Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized I was not a city girl. <laughs> well, that there was bigger cities. I think yeah. I, I liked Arizona. I liked Phoenix because it was, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going back to even another small town. I wanted to be in a city. Um, mostly because I like shopping in malls. And the first mall mm. I ever stepped into in Phoenix was three stories tall. And so, hmm. like, I'm never leaving this place. We and, did. And yet here you are. <laughs> uh, so then my only, growing up with water, my only thing I did was um, we went to a lake every summer. Yeah. Sealy Lake, Montana. Sealy Lake. Yeah. Which I've been to a few times with you. Yep. We went uh, pregnant with Hayden. I was quite pregnant. I think, like, 22 weeks pregnant. Hmm. And I got a UTI and had to take an ambulance. Oh, right. Do you remember right. any of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't go with me. It's really interesting. I think back on it. <laughs> why Why didn't I? What the heck I, was I doing? Um, you had friends along with us. Oh. So my mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know what was happening. It's a first pregnancy and first UTI. Um, but I was in a lot of pain and so we're pretty far up the mountain and then the nearest town was Missoula, which is about an, over an hour drive. So they, my mom decided to call in the ambulance so right. I could get down the mountain faster and they wouldn't let her in the ambulance. She had to follow in her car <laughs> and the entire way down the mountain, they were talking about some horse that was dying and they were so upset. Like they <laughs> barely talked to me. <laughs> They they just kept like getting on the radio to find out if the horse was okay. Small town Montana. And I just kept thinking I'm gonna die in this ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about me. Oh. Anyway, found out it's a UTI. Had some got some medicine and uh, I was not in labor, but it was like contractions, which again I'd never had. Right. So. Right. Anyway, hmm. so yes, you have been to the lake. And that was important for me when we were first married, that you see the lake I grew up on. We went every single year. My mom, they started going when my mom was in like junior high, I think. Mm. So it was a family. A long time family tradition. tradition. Yeah. And my uncle Jeff, my mom's brother, he still takes his kids. And I think that you having me go to that was probably similar to me having you come to Stillicum. Right. And seeing that special place. So it's almost like in a way we've always been sort of drawn to water. Yeah, I mean, I looked forward to going to the lake. Yeah, I, I looked liked, forward going to to going to Stillicum. I liked being on it. Yeah, the more I'm on the water, the more I feel like I can't ever leave. <laughs> yeah, I it, feel the same way. It really does. It it it's the uh, I'm gonna say the name wrong. Moana. Yeah, Moana. Yay! <laughs> I always say it wrong. Uh, the song from that. That the water it calls me. Yeah. Was like my theme song for the last year while I was trying to get you to move on to a boat. Every time we'd talk about it, I'd just sing it. <laughs> <laughs> and it really, it does. There's just something about it that's like. Yeah. Come and I think that, that anyone who lives on a boat probably has that same sort of. I feel like they have to. Yeah. I yeah. feel like you either feel it and you feel part of the water and you feel like you're supposed to be there or you don't. I don't think anyone that's like, I hate the water so much and I'm going to live on it. Well, well, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Not obviously. I feel like you have to say it. I was talking to a guy at uh, the marine shop and I was telling him like that we lived on a boat. And he said, oh, so do I. I was like, oh, you do? And he said he lived on a sailboat. And I was like, oh. He said, 
literally only because he couldn't afford rent someplace. So I don't know if he loves water. Oh, interesting. So what if he doesn't love water? All right, fair, fair, fair. Hmm. Well, we live on the water. We love the water. We're probably going to be doing this for a really long time. I think so. So we're going to be going to the island later this week. And between now and then, my plan is to record some of my mom's stories. And then maybe next week we'll have sort of a recap of how this week went. And maybe on Thanksgiving you can record the girls saying what they're thankful for. Oh, yeah. Maybe I will do that. Cool. All right. I think that's all I've got for this week. I love you. I love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>